0: Hey guys, it's Adam from Casper Dog Training. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about desensitizing uh, a dog to a muzzle, and uh, this is specific to issues where a dog has resource guarding issues or has uh, some, you know, dog dog aggression issues, um, or you know, even against humans. But it's important to be able to use the appropriate tool. Uh, And at a later date, I'm going to do a a podcast just on desensitizing your dog from anything. Uh, And that could be a muzzle, uh, a a harness, a leash, getting in the car, nail clippers, going to the groomer or the vet, uh, events like that. But this one is specifically on desensitizing for muzzles. And uh, sit back, relax, and we'll get into it in a second. Well, everybody, uh, it's Adam again. And uh, I wanted to thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, I'm seeing uh, statistics that people are growing. um, The podcast is growing in different countries and uh, seeing people as far away as uh, New Zealand, Germany, Canada, um, and uh, all over the U.S. And I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, You can find the podcast obviously on Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Play, Music, uh, Spotify, and SoundCloud as well. If you feel so inspired and you think that uh, I'm doing a pretty good job, I would sincerely appreciate you going over to uh, my Anchor page, which is anchor.fm forward slash Adam-Casper, and you can sponsor this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month and uh, you can choose between three different tiers of um, sponsorship it's 99 cents a month 499 a month or 999 a month uh, that would be appreciated also take a look at my webpage www.casperdogtraining.com and from there you can get me get hooked up with me through social media you can read my reviews and most importantly get Online training, so it doesn't matter if I'm able to drive to your home and do uh, Training in your house with your family. I do prefer that the most but you know in these times of the coronavirus or COVID-19 Whatever we're calling it today. uh, We're all quarantined and locked down Well, we can do some stuff and and get things done Uh, I don't need to touch your dog I don't need to shake your hand or give you a high-five or a fist bump or anything in person to do dog training. Uh, all I need is an internet connection, my phone, and likewise with yours. And a lot of this stuff you're going to learn through podcasts, you're going to learn through uh, video calls, and I would really love uh, to, to help you out that way. So, sign up for online dog training today. Well, everybody, we got to talk about desensitizing a dog from a muzzle. And the purpose for this really is for um, one of the most pervasive problems that I'm aware of, which is uh, resource guarding. But we still need to get a dog to get used to wearing a muzzle. And a lot of times, if your dog is reactive or aggressive towards um, other stimuli, so that could be other animals, that could be uh, people or even objects, let's say trucks, cars, um, you know, wildlife. It, it, you know, you. This is a necessary tool, so uh, to keep your dog safe. And what a muzzle is to me is uh, really, it's almost like a parachute. It will, it will help your dog um, be able to respond naturally um, in a situation where they are over their threshold, but keep the dog safe enough, and the other person or animal safe enough. That they won't be able to uh, inflict major damage on uh, anyone else. So, while I start this off, the very most important thing is sizing of the muzzle. And um, what I can tell you to do is first and foremost, you should Google um, how to size a muzzle. The very first thing that typically pops up when you do those words, uh, you know literally typing that in your your search engine bar uh how to size a muzzle first thing that comes up for me at least is uh choosing perfect muzzle, and it will uh tell you to measure the circumference around the dog's nose uh when it's closed uh actually um when it says open while, while the dog's panting uh measure the dog's snout from the tip of the nose and measure the height of the dog's snout from from the tip of the nose so it gives you three dimensions, and you will come up with a uh, appropriate size. Now, that being said, you can also just Google, uh, what's the right size of muzzle for my Labrador Retriever, or Chihuahua, or German Shepherd, or whatever. Go ahead and do that. Um, we need the right size, otherwise, if it's too loose, uh, the dog will squirm out of it. Um, and, you know, I mean, think Hannibal Lecter, he got out of his muzzle in Silence of the Lambs. Well. You know, you don't want that to happen in the case of, of a dog. We, we're trying to keep everybody safe there. So, actually, um, figuring out what size it is is, is appropriate. Uh, you There is such a thing as too big, and obviously too small won't fit at all. So, common sense, and be very careful with that. Um, now, how do we desensitize the dog from this? You, first of all, uh, the very first step is... Bring the muzzle uh, out of its packaging, show it to the dog, hold it in your hand, and in your other hand, just give a dog a treat every time he's around it, looks at it, and put it away. Do this several times in a day. Um, Basically, what we're looking forward to is get the dog to get the idea. Anytime they see that muzzle, that it's a good, happy experience for the dog. The dog can... Experience a response that, hey, that muzzle's coming, so that means something good's gonna happen and I'm gonna get some awesome treats. Now, if your dog is very aggressive and we're really relying on a muzzle to keep this dog safe, by all means, use the best possible treats that you can. Use great treats. Uh, liver, freeze dried liver is one fantastic one that I like a lot. Uh, cheese, cut up hot dogs, chicken, um, something that the dog really normally doesn't usually get. And if you use it in, in, in the right way, the dog's going to look at the muzzle and think it's a good thing. But after that, you have to start playing um, a game with the dog and, and how the dog's going to get re- reward every time the dog uh, uses its nose to touch the, the muzzle as, as an object. So it's very sim- similar to the touch command that I, uh, I talk about in prior uh, episodes of the podcast where the dog physically has to touch their nose against that. Now, you can do this by holding the muzzle in one hand and then doing the two-finger target in the other, um, having treats very close by or in your pocket. So the dog comes over, sticks there. If you put your your fingers um, right at the end of the opening where the dog's nose would go all the way to the back of the the muzzle, you put your, your fingers there. So the dog is going for that target They're going to go through the muzzle. Their nose is going to touch the the end and it'll try and touch your your finger. Okay, well, as soon as the dog touches your finger or gets close enough to the edge of that muzzle, so the muzzle actually is uh, enclosed over the dog's snout, you give the dog a treat, you praise the dog, you take the muzzle away and let the dog have, have another treat. So again, we are showing the dog that the presence of the muzzle is a good thing, that putting his or her nose through the muzzle and touches your finger, well, guess what? That's also a treatable and a rewardable uh, moment and the dog should be happy with that. Um, playing this, this game and acting with your fingers as a target or, or you know, like I refer to as touch, it helps come when called. And it's another thing that further reinforces the, the touch command. Touch is really great because, you know, the dog will be across the room looking at the muzzle going, I don't know, I'm pretty suspicious about that. But if they figure it out, now I know touch and I know that rewards me and I know whenever I see this muzzle, that's rewarding too. Those two things combined equal a pleasant experience for the dog. So we can get the dog to put their nose in and out of the muzzle probably in a short amount of time. I would say, you know, even the hardest case dogs... You can get that done over the course of a couple of days. And it's a couple of days of, you know, taking the muzzle out. Dog looks at it, sniffs at it, looks at it. You get a treat. And dog looks at it, sniffs at it, so on, gets another treat. And we continue this process until the dog feels comfortable around it. And then you start the targeting game with uh, with touch. And your fingers at the end of the muzzle, the dog pushes their nose all the way through the edge of the muzzle. You will celebrate this. You will reward it with a treat crazing the dog the whole way and uh, that's you know basically half the battle. Now the next part where we're going to go a little bit further um, is you know the dog's doing these these nose bumps at the end of the the muzzle well we're going to have to start working on the straps um, because eventually you need to seal this thing up so it's secure around the dog's head. Uh, Once it's secure around the dog's head there's a whole other set of milestones that we need to reach but here we go. Once the dog is comfortable putting their nose in the muzzle, all the way in, you can start uh, to adjust the straps or at least clip the, 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 the straps so that the dog can feel what it's like to have that on them. What I would say is to do that and only have it on them for a moment or two. Okay, So you would clip it, it would snap shut, but it's really loose, let the dog uh, feel it around them and then unclip it and take it away and stop right there. What we're trying to do here, guys, is not force the dog into this, uh, situation where they feel trapped. Um, you know, I don't want the, the muzzle desensitization to take a backward step. So always remember, quit while you're ahead. Now, if, um, we're able to have a very tolerant dog or your dog is getting used to this and you're making really great progress. Um, while you know, you might have somebody else in the house while you're adjusting the straps or playing with the straps or touching the straps or clipping it on and off, uh, as, as time goes by, you can, um, jump forward and have a second person while you're adjusting this stuff, give treats uh, to the dog through the muzzle. And this is one way you can definitely desensitize a dog from, uh, from this. There's a couple of different types of muzzles. Uh, there's a basket muzzle, which I think is probably the best for uh, most applications. There's also one that's uh, very, very tight. It almost looks like a little Mickey Mouse. It, I, I've heard it referred to as a Mickey Mouse muzzle, but it closes the mouth very, very tight. Um, both of these muzzles allow for feeding uh, which is very important, but the basket muzzle gives the most freedom and is most natural to a dog, which is the one it's one you see most commonly uh, the other one, which is very tight, doesn't allow the dog to open its jaw fully and uh, most dogs will uh, not really be a big fan of it so, as you're adjusting the muzzle straps uh, let it be extremely loose and, you know, let the dog uh Wait for his or her treat you give the treats and let the dog wear for longer and longer durations um, while you adjust the straps or or get familiar with how to how to adjust the straps because sometimes you know different brands there there might be a little variations on on uh, whether you have a clip or, or a slide strap or um, some of them have buckles it all depends but you know every dog too isn't isn't the same and if you don't have a pure breed you don't really know what breed your dog is it might take some experimentation for fit uh for sizing because um you know obviously you have a mutt that has uh you know everything but the kitchen sink genetically um you don't really know what appropriate size or shape of the muzzle is going to be so uh initially you're going to be putting on loosely um putting the straps on and uh, tightening them and praising him and rewarding him, which is why you might need a a partner for this, a a buddy to assist you and deliver some of the treats. So let's get to the point now, if we fast forward and say this has been over a course of a week or two, you're able to get the dog to uh, accept the muzzle. It goes around their, uh, the straps go around their head. Um, You're adjusted it so it really is no play in it. It doesn't slosh around um, and you're able to let the dog walk around with it and have them understand that this is now a part of their body. Very commonly, uh, and please don't get discouraged at this this, uh, juncture, once it's adjusted and on, some of the dogs, once we step back and let the dog just roam around with this thing, uh, you know, if you're in your house, the dog's going to flail around uh, like like they have the cone of shame on their head. It's, it's very disorienting at first. What I would say to do is once it's all strapped, go back to what you know. Go back to the beginning part of this desensitization. What were we doing? We were giving high-value rewards through the muzzle or just being experienced with the muzzle nearby. In this case, it's actually on the dog's face. So if you want to do this as your final stages... Try and do this around meal times, And I mean before mealtimes. This is why this is important. You get a hungry dog that's food motivated, you can feed the dog through the muzzle while wearing the muzzle and the dog figures out, you know what, I can get to my food this way. Also, they're, they're able to drink water too. So on the longer shot and to playing the real long game, if you really wanna get your dog to be a super pro at wearing a muzzle, let the dog eat their meal and let the dog eat, drink their water during a mealtime wearing a muzzle. At that point, I think you're, you're pretty much done desensitizing because now the dog can do everything it needs to do without really uh, freaking out about it. But most dogs will scratch at it. They'll, they'll flail around. They'll rub their nose on the ground to try and slide the muzzle off. And this will also indicate to the human whether you have effectively fitted the, the muzzle to the dog and the straps are appropriately um, adjusted so that you, you, your, your your dog won't be able to escape it. Um, the big thing is, guys, is that you're going to have to distract the dog from this annoying thing that's now dominating their field of vision, uh, their, their nose, which is their primary sensory um, organ, and their mouth is not confined. They can move it but it's obstructed and it, it does not feel natural. You're going to have to distract the dog. So get a squeaker toy, uh, squeak the squeaker toy behind your back. Get the dog interested in that to to redirect their, their attention away from the obsession of what's on their face to something else. Pair this with food. So squeak, 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 dog looks up, give the dog a treat. Same thing. Um, one of the things I've, I've done for training purposes is uh, I, I will rescue the squeakers out of a, an actual squeaker toy from from my dog, and I'll hold it in my pocket, or I'll have it available along with the uh, the high value food treats. And what I'm doing with that during those those times is I'm using it as a distraction. So I'll squeak it; it's in my pocket, or it's behind my back, or you know, it, even somebody else in the room is holding it, and the dog doesn't even isn't even aware that it's there. Um, It's a good thing to have. So if if you can get one out of a toy, that's great. But keep in mind, you're not going to be giving your dog a a, a plush toy with a squeaker in it while wearing a muzzle. Because it's going to frustrate the heck out of the dog. The dog's not going to be able to get at it. And it's going to become uh, even more of a barrier for the dog. And the dog could get a little bit frustrated. But at this point, you know, you're on the... uh, on the downward side of this hill. You're, you're gaining momentum for the dog to uh, get used to this. They'll be a little more comfortable and uh, it'd be easier for you to manage. Once the dog is good with this, I would fully encourage you to take your dog outside, uh, pair this with leashes and go for walks. Um, if your dog is either resource guarding or um, has reactivity issues and you're worried about like a dog biting another dog or your dog is flat out aggressive to other animals or people, Putting a muzzle on your dog uh, is, is very important because they can actually start to desensitize themselves by being out in the environment. And you know that no damage can come from your dog towards another being because you have this this protection over their face. Um, they're still able to eat, drink, and be a normal dog and do normal dog things, but... They can't get their jaws around something. They can't attach their teeth to something. And they really can't harm anything. Let's put it this way. A dog really has to Houdini out of the thing to get loose. Um, but let's uh, let's let's take it one step at a time. Desensitizing your dog from this is very important. And uh, if you guys have any questions about this, you can email me at adam at casperdogtraining.com. You can hit me up on social media. Um, and of course, you can always uh, get a phone consultation or a online training session. I can show you guys how to do this uh, using using the Internet. Um, check it out at uh, www.casperdogtraining.com forward slash book online. And then there's an online training option there where all you got to do is uh, fill out your information, pick a date and time you want to talk and then uh, pay a couple bucks and then we'll see you. Lastly, uh, go to uh, www.anchor.fm forward slash adam-casper and go to the support uh, side. You can go ahead and uh, sponsor the the podcast for as little as $1 per month. It's 99 cents, not even a dollar. Uh, You can sponsor for 4.99 a month or 99 a month. That would be greatly appreciated. And uh, again, if anybody needs me in person, please go ahead and go to my webpage. Book a session and we can get together. With that, uh, folks, I think we're done for this episode. Uh, coming up on the podcast, we're going to talk about some resource guarding. And I got a feeling it's going to be a multiple um, multiple episode discussion on uh, resource guarding. But it's a definite way to get some of you guys started in resolving some of this issue. Down the road, we're going to have more uh, behavior-related stuff with uh, resource guarding, uh, with uh, counter-surfing. And then also uh, one of my favorite topics, separation anxiety, a very tough one to, to deal with. So with that, thank you for listening and have a good one, guys. Cheers.